In episode 2.0 of Unshuffled, we choose the second band to get the Unshuffled treatment. But first, here's our awesome intro music from Seven Planets. Scotty D. Good evening, Matt. Good morning, Scott. <laughs> Reversed roles today. We are, we're uh, we're still on polar opposite sides of the planet. Yeah. Everything okay over there? It is. It is. Everything's okay here. It's nice uh, and calm in the U.S. Calm. Wow. You don't need me to come and rescue you. <laughs> we're, we're, we're maybe soon, but up and up on my side of the mountain, it's it's calm and quiet. All right, stay up there. I think. Right. Yeah. And you, how's everything? Yeah. Uh, just, you know, every day is the same. Same weather. Hmm. Same stuff. It's it's nice, actually. We've been getting some really blue skies. So, uh, there's something to be said for less cars on the road. Right. Yeah, it's quite quite pleasant. Have you gotten out at all on the other side of the... Yeah, I left our front gate for the first time since March, so for about two months, uh, I left. My son and I did a little bike ride about fifty meters outside the front gate. Did you make it to the fruit guy? Is he still up and running? No, I didn't make it to the fruit guy. I didn't make it that far. Um, so yeah, we we kind of we both got scared by the outside world and ra- rushed back as quickly as we could. <laughs> I I I miss the fruit guy. I was just just hoping all's well with him. All right, that'll be our next trip. We'll go and visit him. Hope, hope he's okay. <laughs> See what's in season. It should be should be mango season soon, hopefully. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The I mean, the other thing that's been um, a little unsettling this week is not having any music to listen to. Hmm. Since there's no new Bitchwax album to speak of, and um, no word of when that's coming out. So no, yeah, that was. I, I I woke up on on Friday ready to go and yeah. uh, like a kid at was, Christmas, right? That was nowhere to be found. No, there's plenty of other stuff going on at the moment in the US, so I'm sure it's just been delayed for whatever reason. But hopefully soon. Um, but yeah, I've been a little lost without knowing exactly what to listen to. <laughs> it's all it's this whole huge world out there, and yeah, and, and, and the same as you, I, I got a little scared. I ran back in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what have you been craving? What do you, what have you listened to? Have you listened to anything? Is there something that you've thought after three months of intensive atomic bitch wax only, basically listening? Is there some so, style of music that we're going to see on your list today? I. I there is a style that I intentionally stayed away from. Yeah, me too. Um, so, in, in fact, uh, I kind of intentionally stayed away from Stoner Rock. Yeah. And yeah. but a, a few bands had made the list, and mm. and, and and so, and it was, like, eh, it was like, all right, you know what? I'm actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off on that, yeah. and and I'll down the line, we'll, we'll return to that. Yeah. But I've kind of, in, in the interim, I've just sort of been doing a 
a palate cleanser and listening to more old school rap. Old school rap, nice. There's this uh, this this rap artist that I'd never heard of before. Apparently, this guy's legendary in New York. His name's Big L. Yeah. And he's and I guess there's just like this legendary performance of him at the Apollo Theater from like '94 or something. And uh, yeah, so I've been looking for that. I haven't been able to find it, but oh, if you find it, put it in the show notes. I will. Do Big that. L. Um, yeah, I've I've been craving space, so I yeah, I, like just some, especially after those last two albums in particular. Just I just wanted something with a little bit of, a uh, little bit of sort of slowness and a little bit of depth to it. So yeah, I've been listening to We Lost the Sea was my choice, which is an Australian. Mm. Band, it's really good. Um, but yeah, um, so listeners, we are unshuffled. We have just listened to and re- discussed at length seven Atomic Bitch Wax albums in a row. We followed this band from their first album till their most recent, and we discussed every album track by track. That's what we do on Shuffle. We choose a band. And we listen from their first track to their last, all their full-length releases. And that's what we're doing today. We're choosing our second band, which is very exciting. And, you know, there's almost as much pleasure in choosing the band, I find, as in listening to it. It's uh, it's good fun. And to know that there's a whole wide world of bands out there. What we're looking for is bands that we know we should have listened to. We've heard of them. We... I've always felt, oh, yeah, I should listen to them, but we just never got around to it. And if you, listener, put your mind to it, you'd probably be able to list 5, 10, 15, you know, within within 5 or 10 minutes. So it's a worthwhile exercise to do. We're hoping that our podcasts will be a companion sort of listening aid for you and that, you know, maybe if you didn't choose the Atomic Bitch Wax, uh, if you didn't come with us on that journey, maybe you'll like whoever we choose today and come with us on this one. And eventually we'll have plenty of plenty to choose from, no matter what your music tastes. Having said that, I mean, we do lean heavy, so it's probably going to be something on the heavier end of the spectrum. But maybe not Stone or Rock by the sound of things. Who knows? Who knows where we'll end up? That's what's so exciting. So I did... In making my list, I did take a couple of things into consideration. So first yeah, off, let's, I, so let's talk about our filters because yeah, I've applied a few myself. Well, my the I didn't. So the original list, I think I kind of went um, older bands that maybe I should have gotten into and, and didn't, and sort of as we had talked about. But this time, I was kind of leaning more toward what might be other. Well, there's one exception on the list here, but other sort of more contemporary bands that are going or active and I've just missed, right? Like I just, just didn't even know of. And so I kind of started doing some research there to figure that out. Um, but one thing I was mindful of was um, how many albums they've put out. Yeah. Because I did learn from, uh, from, and it was an enjoyable experience every step of the way. And I'm actually, I am sad to see it go. I really was excited about this new album. But the, the number of albums, if we, some of these bands that have, you know, pre-list or first episode that have 13, 14 albums, that's, that's a tall order. Yeah, I think that would be too many. I think seven was doable. 
I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to go anything beyond seven or eight um, for this exercise, which which cuts right. out a lot of bands. Which, well, and so that was where one of the bands that I think our uh, second or second place Machine Head they've nine albums. Right. Okay. And so that was where originally, because that was where my st- list originally started, was putting Machine Head back into it. Uh, and then I looked at how many albums, and I was like, oh, you know what? I might, might have to hold off on this one. Okay. He says crossing a band off his list and scrambling to f- add one of the others. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> all right. I'll, get it. I'll, I'll figure that out as we go. Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, they sound good. I'll put those on. Can't remember. All right, <laughs> some late list adjustment on the fly here. Okay. Um, yeah. Any other filters you've applied other than so no stone or rock and uh, and not bands with too many and you've gone contemporary. <laughs> yeah, there's only one real exception that I can think of that's not contemporary. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I have, um, uh, yeah, the, the album number of album things was a, certainly a consideration for me. Um, and yeah, I do think a change of genre would be, uh, might be advisable. And I've probably gone, I've also factored in not only our last band choice, but also our current circumstances. So I don't want anything that's going to create too much inner turmoil and despair on top of what we're already experiencing locked in our homes and watching the world burn outside our windows. Oh, hell, there goes my first band. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Do you, want, do you want to go first? Shall we get into the list? We, let me go first. Let, All right. let so me the way we do this the way we do this is uh, the person that chose the band reads the band name. The other person will find a bio, whether it's on All Music or Wikipedia or whatever. It sounds like yours might be a little obscure, so hopefully we'll find them. And uh, and then we sort of, at the end of it all, after our 10 bands, we'll make the call. All right. Hmm. Well, here we go. Yep. So the first one I chose is Temple of Void. Say it again. Temple of Void. Temple of Void. Yeah. Never Detroit heard. Doom Metal. Oh. I didn't know there was much of a doom scene in Detroit. Temple of I'm, Void. I'm, I'm absolutely, yeah, no, I'm curious. Hmm. All right. Uh, let's see if they got an all music. This is part of the fun of these episodes, listeners, the search for the bio, <laughs> frantically uh, frantically typing. So uh, I can see the discography. So there's three albums. Great album covers. I know, right? Uh, um, I can't find a bio. No, the only thing I found is that they're from Detroit. They started in 2010s. 
they have they're on, on metal music archives what did i go this is not a band that i'm going to be able to duck down to the local um no. store and get their album um Uh, Death Doom metal band from the United States released a debut album, debut album of Terror and the Supernatural in 2014, so recent. Uh, there's a couple of, yeah, so I mean, it sounds like a, a sort of intersection between Death and Doom. Mm. Uh, so I'll, look, I'll just pick a little bit from there's a review on on metal archives i'll just i won't read the album review but i'll just pick a little bit about the band and that that might help us um so five piece crushingly heavy uh, some of the heaviest music i've had the pleasure of listening to this year so that sound pretty damn heavy um Mighty Riffs, um, placing bludgeon above complexity. Completely pulverize the listener with their thick, dirgy sound. Um, uh, rhythm section, great in-your-face organic drum sound, presence from the bass, guttural growl on the vocals. Hmm. All right, so yeah, heavy, certainly heavy. Anything more? I mean, what drew you to this band? The album cover. All oh, right. Um, I think their most recent album came out relatively recently, and I had uh, um, came across just uh, a review of it that yep. I think the review said something to the effect of just the album was a had no mercy on my ears and I love that or something to that effect. Okay, cool. Yeah, right. and, yeah and so. Right, you've gone super heavy. And um, so it doesn't sound, I mean, I, I don't mind <coughs> going heavy as long as there's a, a, a hint of groove in the riffs and it sounds like there there is that. Um, yeah, oh, Detroit right. Doom, by the way. That was, that was what sold me. Yeah, okay, cool. And only three albums, so we'd get through that nice and quickly, which um, might also be a benefit after our seven-album uh, journey for our first band. Okay, uh, anything more you want to add? Sorry, oh. listen, sorry, we couldn't find a more detailed bio, but um, perhaps we can find one later and stick it in the show notes, perhaps. Temple of Void. I like the sound of it, crushingly heavy Detroit doom. Uh, no mercy on my ears. Yeah. My first choice is a band that I've actually seen live supporting Mastodon in Melbourne in 2012. I believe they're French, but you can tell us all about that when you read the bio of Gojira. Stop it. That's my – they're on my list. Really? They are. What are the odds? They're they're on my list. Wow. Okay. Shoot. We didn't have that on uh, first time around. Okay. We didn't. All right. We're only going to have nine bands this time. Huh. Um. All right then. So here we go. 
I know a little bit about them because a colleague of ours who is a Brazilian drummer, yep, he the last time before the world fell apart, mm. he and I were uh, out and he was telling me that we were just talking about favorite drummers and he had mentioned the drummer of this band. And so okay. he was like, you've got to listen to this band. Okay. And so uh, it's on my list, but here we go. Let me see what I can find about it. Um, Gojira. Yeah, this is from Wikipedia. Wikipedia, yeah. This is a French heavy metal band from Bayonne. Mm -hmm. They originally formed as Godzilla in 96. Changed the name wisely to Gojira in 2001. Uh, let's see what we got here. We got, looks like a four piece. And two brothers. And who's the oh so Mario Duplantier Duplantier is the drummer and that that yeah. must be the guy that our colleague was anyway they're yeah. death metal um, groove metal and technical death metal they're on they were on Roadrunner they not many band changes they've had six albums but there's only one fella that's come and gone. I've got them down for seven albums. Uh, one, oh, two. am I missing one? Let me see here. Two, three, four, five. Yep, you're right. Seven. Seven, yeah. No, wait, I'm counting. No, I'm only counting six. Terra Incognita, The Link from Mars to Sirius, The Link Alive. Oh, no, that's probably a live one. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, six, six studio albums. You're right. So yeah okay so it's um a bit of a combination of styles so sort of deathy thrash yeah but with a touch of groove and prog yeah mm. i mean you hear the their influences are like yeah the, got, like, yeah we've got it goes, you know, Slayer, Sepultura, Death, Morbid Angel, Meshuga, Tool, yep. Pantera, Neurosis. Mm -hmm. I mean, they name check all the right bands. Yeah. Yep. And they've supported, well, Mastodon, as I mentioned, they've also supported Machine Head Obituary. So, yeah, they fit into that, certainly into the heaviest end of things. Um, but sound like they have a little bit of cross, cross, um, you know, metal branches appeal from, you know, Death Thrash and a few other styles that they might have a reasonably broad appeal. And they're certainly well known and certainly popular. So, one um, we certainly How, should. Does any, do you have any sort of any standouts from when you saw them? Oh, uh, no. I mean, I was just waiting for Mastodon. It's always the, the way when you go to see a band and. Yeah, I thought I'd have a listen, but I couldn't remember any of their songs. I thought, oh, yeah, they sound right. pretty good, but I, I don't remember any of their songs. Nothing stood out. Mm. Uh, and I, that, that was a night I had a, a, a sand shoe blowout, one of my sneakers. Um, the pole <laughs> came off one of my sneakers on the way to the, on, on the, way to the gig, so I was preoccupied. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Mm -hmm. So shall right. we move on to my number two? Yeah, and you can cross that one off your list. Yep. So if you want to add another one, you can. There's no rules here. Well, there's quite a few, actually. 
All right. So my the second band that I've chosen is um, there. This is the one that's not. I wouldn't call them contemporary anymore. It's Speed Dealer. Speed Dealer. All right. That's gonna that could cause some issues when we're googling. They were originally REO Speed Dealer. All right. I'll make sure my VPN's on when I'm googling that one. Okay. <laughs> that is true. If we would depict them, then that would mean we're two bands back to back where we can't wear their shirts around town. <laughs> Uh, speed dealer mums. Is it one word? Speed dealer? No. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. In fact, I think it's only one D there in the middle. Yeah, one D. Yeah. Did you know that there's an, a band called Speed Dealer Mums? No, I'm just seeing that right now. Okay. Yeah. Did you find Speed Dealer? Yeah, I've got them. So they were originally. Uh, formed in 1994 in Lubbock, Texas, under the name REO Speed Dealer, <laughs> uh, but was served a cease and desist order from REO Speedwagon <laughs> and shortened their name to Speed Dealer. In 1998, they released their debut self-titled album on Royalty Records. The following year, the hard-rocking foursome made up of singer-guitarist Jeff Hirschberg, bassist, Rodney Skelton drummer Harden Harrison and guitarist Eric Schmidt released their follow-up record, Here Comes Death, on the same label. Royalty Records went bankrupt soon after this, the band's second release, leaving Speed Dealer to their own devices for exposure. Labelists and musically driven, they played 309 shows in 1999 to stay in the public eye, pairing with such like-minded aggressive rockers as Zeke, Fu Manchu, Neurosis and Guar. Their efforts finally paid off when Palm Records, A&R man Michael Alago, who signed Metallica to Elektra and White Zombie to Geffen, contracted the band to his label, Palm Records, re-released Here Comes Death in 2000 and Second Sight in 2002. So, yeah, in terms of the releases, we, the, you'd be starting with two, the, um, 2000 would be their first album okay. we'd look at, which would be Here Comes Death, which is, was... Re the re-release of Here Comes Death on Palm Records. And then there's self-titled Second Sight. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, I think, my, my count, Speed Dealer. Yeah, I counted six. Yep. Okay, so, it, I mean, this sounds a little... Uh, so what do we got? Zeke, Fu Manchu, Neurosis and Gua. So, yeah, I guess Stonery. Yeah, it was it's it, it's close, isn't it? Yeah, um, stonery, so rock from Texas. You know, neurosis made my original list. It's this is the second time we've mentioned them now because they were an influence for Gojira, and then yeah, but I took them off because they have eleven albums. Yeah, well, leave them off too because I've I'm I'm very familiar with them. And have seen Neurosis live as well. Um, okay. Uh, anything more you want to say on Speed Dealer? Anything more that, you know, how did you find them? I and mean, I've never heard of these guys. So, uh, Buddy was uh, recommended them. Okay. This is, it was, it was a band that he was, he and I were talking and he okay. was telling me that I should check this band out. All right. Cool. 
All right, so now it's time for, I mean, and you knew this was coming, it's time for the Swedish band on my list. So uh, I'm going to give you a Swedish band. It's called Grand Magus. Have you heard of Grand Magus? Grand Magus. Grand Magus. Uh, <laughs> I have it, but uh, I found their bio. Mm. <laughs> the one the one guy there to the uh to the right looks like my buddy sam oh there you go there's <laughs> a lawyer down in tennessee um all right so they're a three-piece heavy metal band from stockholm yep. uh influences motorhead sabbath judas Judas priest man of war let's see three-piece i said that already right i did mm-hmm. Guitarist and singer Jean J. B. Christofferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, bassist Matt Fox, Hayden Skinner, and drummer Ludwig Witt. Are the, the three three gentlemen there? Let's see how many albums they've got. All right. Studio albums, we're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ooh. Alright, sorry. Too many. Um too many. Too many? Yeah, probably. Uh, let me let me do a quick recount here. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I've got nine. Okay. Should we stop there? You want to finish the bio? Anything else? <laughs> The thing that is confusing to me is that several of these albums are marked by denotes the recording that did not chart or was not released in that area. Okay. So I don't know what that means. No, I don't either. But I'm, it probably doesn't mean anything. Mm. Um, so yeah, they got nine albums. Okay. But yeah, Swedish, I mean, what appealed to me was their sort of more traditional influences so that i think they're a bit more straight metal mm-hmm. and you know you hear iron maiden and uh, man of war so there's probably someone who can sing in the band as well yeah i'm uh i might go ahead and check them out on my own though i'm interested yeah. i'm intrigued yeah all right but we'll put a we'll put a cross next one for now right who's your next um next for me is a band called pale gray lore oh okay yep i think i've seen their name recently on twitter or something and maybe even got tempted to download something on Bandcamp at one point so yeah tell me about pale gray lore why I'm waiting for you to tell me about Pale Grey Lore. Oh, yeah. I think of what I know is that they're from Ohio right. and they're psychedelic doom metal. Okay. Again, uh, the okay. album cover drew me in. You like your album covers, huh? <laughs> I do. I'm a, I'm a Which fan one? of the good album cover. Which one is Catology? Hmm? Sorry? Eschatology, was that the album that appealed? Is that, I'm not sure, I have to look. Is that the newest one? Because I think there was a... 
Same thing, showing up on yeah, Twitter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Um, uh, so they're on Small Stone. Hello. Hey. Uh, um, <laughs> no all music bio. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to have a Small Stone band. Um, Heavy Psych Garage Doom from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so about the Sonic. Oh, so I'm just reading from their web, their band website, so it's going to be oh. fairly uncritical. Uh, these Sonic Alchemists from Columbus, Ohio, synthesize psychedelia, riff rock post-punk and doom metal into a vital sound that's all their own. Brace yourself for a barrage of lysergic guitar hooks encased in fuzz and reverb, catchy vocals steeped in sci-fi and occult imagery, and a powerfully hypnotic rhythm section resonating through your skull for the duration. Um, so they... they, they Debut album was self-titled in 2016. The Obelisk liked it. Um, and they signed with Small Stone in 2019 and released their second album, Eschatology, um, which I think is there. Yeah, so that's it. So there'll be two albums for them. Oh, okay. Well, that, shoot, that'd be a quick one. Yeah. I've got that out in a month. Um, yeah, that might be a good... Might might be good to do one that we can get over quickly. Uh, what so, drew me in was another description that is like the metal archives is calling them, and I didn't hear you say it, but cosmic horror. Okay, huh? I don't know what that means, but yeah. I'm intrigued. All right, I like the mix of heaviness and psychedelia. I think that um, mm -hmm. that could be fun. And small stone, you know, if it's on small stone, then chances are it's pretty damn good. Great. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. Nice choice. What's my next list? That, so that was Osco Jira. That's four. Okay. Yeah. So I've got uh, my next one is Sumac. S-U-M-A-C, which I believe is a spice, isn't it? It is also a plant around the around these parts here that um Oh it's a plant. It's like, it's like poison ivy. Yeah. Causes a skin rash. But they make um, Yeah. I guess. I'm looking I'm, I'm not that's, that's, that's all that's coming up right now. Here we go. Sumac yeah. is from Wikipedia again. Yeah. American Canadian post metal band from 2014. It's got Jesus. There's a lot. Somebody was heavily active in writing their Wikipedia. Yeah, probably themselves. <laughs> page here. Um, looks like there are three piece. Uh, they're on. Oh, they're on Thrill Jack. They are musician Aaron Turner started working on new metal material. 
eventually become Sumac. After creating the skeletons of a handful of songs, turned to like the their whole story is here. Right. Uh, let's get to the interesting bit. Yep. So Aaron Turner, just for uh, if you're not familiar with Aaron Turner, he was the sort of driving force behind ISIS and also a member of Old Man Gloom. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And the bass player Brian Cook. Well, is in uh, Russian circles, who I also like and listen to a lot at the moment. And formerly of These Arms Are Snakes. Mm -hmm. hmm. So I'm looking for uh, oh, here we go. post metal, oh, sludge metal. Yeah. I like a bit of sludge. Yeah. They've got. Five albums. Yeah. Uh, four albums. One of them live. Okay. Yeah. And it looks like they've. Do you know Kiji Hino? Kiji Hino? No. Uh, they've done Japanese two albums. Noise Legend. They've done two albums with him. Which band is he in? Hmm. I don't know. He is Japanese musician. Does free improv, noise music, uh, minimalism, and drum music. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, sludge. So, the, probably going to be heavy. Um, intense punching sludge metal. Hmm. Maybe a little. Maybe I've overreached there. Intense and punishing. But anyway, probably very good if Aaron Turner's involved. Well, in there on Thrill Jockey, I tend to. I don't know thrill thrill joke. I think I they've got uh, I think Transam, Tortoise. Um, I don't know. I can look out. There's a handful of just sort of those kind of more arty noise kind of bands. Okay. All right. So that's it. Sumac, your turn. All right. So my next one is Zeal and Ardor. Say it again. Zeal and Ardor. Zeal and Ardor. Yes. It is this one. I'm intrigued by the bio. Okay. Let me find it. Uh, all right. I'll go with... So they are a Swiss-American... Mm -hmm. Avant-garde metal band, led, started and led by Manuel Gagnot, a Swiss-American musician who had previously created a chamber pop project called Birdmask. Uh, the band mixes sounds of African-American spirituals with black metal. What? Right. I know. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> um... The first album featured elements of soul, melodic death metal, black metal, delta blues, folk, gospel, jazz, and lo-fi lo influences. Several instrumental tracks feature electronic and drum and bass tracks. The band frequently utilizes tremolo guitar and blast beats. It's, it's black metal meets Motown. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. Oh, they uh, they also 
the that Gagnon guy is also listed writers Philip K. Dick and Octavia Butler as influences on his music. So oh, there you go. I've read a Philip K. Dick novel um, a few weeks ago. I'm not I teach Octavia Butler. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, oh, that sounds like an amazing mix. Wow. So. Uh, how many albums? Um, discography, let me see. So, oh, only two. Two albums. Yeah, I know they're recent. I didn't know they were that recent. But. Uh, 20, 2016 and 2018 are their two albums. And the, the second one charted in around the world. Oh, yeah. And they've won... They won a Metal Hammer Golden God Award for Best New Band, Loudwire Best New Artist. So, yeah, then oh, they were nominated. Not They didn't win, but they were nominated. So, obviously, uh, that combination, Motown meets black metal, has, has caught the ear of a few people. Uh, the Swiss, I don't know what, what city they're based in. The project, started, oh, the project started in New York City, but is now based in Basel in Switzerland. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Certainly uh, an interesting sounding band. Zeal and Ardor. I must point a point off for misspelling Ardor. They left the U out. Um, <clears throat> anyway. All My right. Choice. What do you get next? My choice. So at this point, I did have Machine Head, but I've crossed that off now, and I'm just picking one at random from my almost made it list. So I can't actually remember this band, but uh, or how many albums they released. But let's just take a lucky dip and go with Gallows. Gallows. Yeah. Seem to recall. Oh, this is. I'm gonna have to do a little bit, dig a little bit deeper here on the Google machine. Yeah. There we go. English hardcore band formed in 2005. Um, looks like a four piece, but they had some change, change in, uh, change in members. So that's always fun. We need to have those conversations. Um, yep. Ooh, they even changed singer. There right. we go. Uh, four albums. Orchestra of Wolves was their debut in 2006. Um, yeah. Who were they influenced by? Black Flag, My oh. Threat. They're hardcore punk. Yep, punk. Sex Pistols, The Clash. For my first punk selection. Right. And uh, the, the vocalist uh, was replaced by Alexis on Fire's Wade O'Neill in 2012. Alexis hmm. on Fire. Um, and they stripped back to raw garage punk for their fourth album. Anyway, punky. Whatever. Yeah. That's... that's Gives us a different genre to consider for four albums. It does. So, wait, is that number four for you? 
Yeah, I think so. Okay. So, because I think my fifth was Gojira. All right. So, but I can throw in another one that was on my list that I'm curious about. Yeah, throw it in. Night Demon. As I understand it, they just, it's a relatively recent band that just goes back to old school thrash metal. Okay. Night Demon. Right, I'll see if they're on all music. Night Demon. It's the discography. So, yeah, I think there's three studio albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Gee, you're, you're testing my bio-finding skills here. You have gone more obscure this list. American heavy metal band from Ventura, California. Um, among a number of bands participating in the resurgence of traditional old-school heavy metals in the 2010s. Um, they regularly perform at heavy metal festivals worldwide. Uh, so there are the vocalist plays bass as we had on uh, with the Atomic Bitchwax. We've got drums and backing vocals from Dusty Squires and guitars and backing vocals from Armand John Anthony. Um, been active since 2011 and yeah, not many albums to get through. What's that? I think there's three albums. But yeah, old as you said, old school metal. Um, by a new performed by a new band. Darkness Remains is their second album. And most recent in, uh, in 2017. Um and was well received by Metal Hammer. And some other press, and they played plenty of festivals, including the Rock Hard Festival and Bang Your Head Festival in Germany. And they played at Wacken, the largest heavy metal festival in the world. So, yeah, they're getting some, finding some appeal with their old school recipe, Night Demon. Um, where do I say California? Yeah, Ventura. All right. Old school thrash. Your uh, your list has been heavy on the G's, so I'm, I'm curious to see what number five is. Oh, uh, uh, I hadn't realised. I had neither until I realised. I'd just written them all down. All right, so I've got a. Let me go with a, an Australian band now. Called Carnival with a K. And a double O, Carnival. Carnival. All right, I got it. Sydney. See got here. They've also got a Wikipedia page from Perth. Oh yeah, that's Perth. Perth near just around the yeah, just okay. Perth near just around the corner from where. Just, just across the ditch there. 
<laughs> where we where we do our day jobs. Yeah. Um, let's see. Ian Kenny on vocals, Drew Goddard and Mark Hosky on guitar, John Stockman on bass, Steve Judd on drums. It looks like five piece. Um, emerged from. They've been together. So it's high school, ninety-seven. First, oh, that's third album was released. Here we go. We've got how many albums? One, three albums. First one, Themata was in two thousand five. Most recent one, Asymmetry, was in two thousand thirteen. He's still with us. Don't know. I haven't heard much oh. about them lately. No. Um, the drummer left. Started a Nirvana tribute band. Oh, okay. Looks like they broke up. The lead singer right. is now the for band Birds of Tokyo. Right. And the drummer plays with the Veronicas. Okay. And the bassist now plays in a band called Floating Me. Right. Any of those? They won. They won the best hard rock heavy metal album. Um. But I don't know who they won that from. Oh, Australian recording industry. Yeah. And they beat out Airborne and the Amity Affliction in order to win that in 2013. Yep. They sounds like they they were they had songs, six songs featured in Triple J's Hottest 100. Mm hmm. Um. Triple J always releases that end of the year. Uh, sort of collection of of artists doing covers of other artists. Yeah, that's the they have that on their breakfast show, I think. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of that. Mm. Um, yeah, all right. Uh, I think they sort of started with a fairly new metal kind of sound, and then progressed. According to all music, they progressed into a more progressive style, heavily influenced by Tool on their second, third album. So a little bit new metally, quite melodic, I think. Singer can actually sing, um, and they were very, very popular in Australia. And I think, and they signed to an American label as well for their for Thermata. Oh yeah, there's there's nothing here that actually says oh they did well in Australia. They're yeah. geez, Asymmetry went number one. Sound Awake, their second album was number two. Um, there's nothing here that actually says they broke up. Right. So they yeah, might just be on the hiatus. They might be dormant. But if you look at like the footage of their live, there's five guys up on stage. Yeah. Anyway, oh, that would be that would be. And if they ever do a reunion show, it might be in Perth, and maybe we could go and see them. Oh, if if we're ever allowed to go see shows again. Yes, <laughs> on the off chance. Right. <laughs> All right, well, we've got a lot here. I mean, um, and yeah, I did have Machine Head on my list originally just because we discussed them first time around and almost chose them, in fact. Thankfully, we didn't because we'd still be going. Obviously, given that Gojira was on both of our lists, that has to be a prime candidate. Yeah, so I'm – there's – of this, I guess there are um, three out of our lists. 
there are three that I'm really intrigued by. Yep. And I think this is part of the joy of why I don't try to do too much. Like I, I like kind of hanging back and letting you do research on the bands that I've chosen. Yep. Um, just because it helps the elimination process too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm intrigued by Gojira. The fact that we both came to the table with it, and then, as I said, our our colleague was pushing it. Yeah. Um, I'm I know nothing of the Australian metal scene, so I'm I'm intrigued by Carnival and uh, and Zeal and Ardor. Okay. Um, I am intrigued by Gojira. Yes, I think is probably favorite at this stage. Uh, I do like the sound of pale grey law. Um, despite having, what was it, only two albums, I, I think some psychedelic doom would be lovely, especially given that um, you know we'll both be on holidays soon. It'd be nice to relax with a bit of psychedelic doom. Um, a couple of the others certainly interested me, and I'd be interested in following up on Temple of Void with their crushingly heavy, thick, dirgy sound. Um, but and, and perhaps we can come back to that later. Uh, Grand Marcus, I've just crossed off too many. Speed Dealer, I, I feel, is a little too similar in genre to what we just came off. Sumac sound a little too intense and, and sludgy for my current needs. Uh, Zealanada, I like, I mean, it sounds intriguing. Certainly has me curious to have a listen. I'm worried it might be a bit gimmicky. Mm. Um, I'd probably want to just sample it and just before I'm willing to commit to that. Gallows, I threw in as a punk band, but, uh, you know, ultimately I'm, I don't think I'm ready to go punk. Carnival, mm, I think I'd probably get, I might get howled down by my Australian mates who see them as, a bit too new metal. Um, although I, you know, I shouldn't be ashamed of that. I think they, they're supposed to be very good and they were really popular. So they, they must have something going for them. So my, I, I'm leaning Gojira then as the, the only one that we was on our, well, it was on both lists and it's on our, on our list, certainly on our narrowed down, both our narrowed down lists as well. So Gojira, uh, pale Grey Law would be my other possibility. Here's the thing. I, I'm i really curious to hear Pale Grey Lore as well. And so yep. we've got, Gojira's got what? We decided six albums. Yep. Pale, pale Grey Lore has two. Yep. Is it, here's my question. Yeah. Or does this disrupt the spirit of things? Right. What if we just pick the next two bands now? Yeah, we could do a short one and then and then Gojira after that. That's what I'm saying. That's my thought. Pale Grey Law, then Gojira. Right. Yeah, I'm keen for that. It means we're not going to get an episode 3.0, but our listeners mm. will will <laughs> adjust. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> <laughs> we could cut this and rig episode 3.0. <laughs> what band do you think? I think Gojira. What do you think? Yes, we agree. <laughs> oh, um, that was easy. Okay, there's episode 3.0. It was 3.0 seconds. All right. I like Pale Grey Law. I like 
I like the fact that it's only two, so it's a, a, a quick one. We're in and out before, and we're not straight back into another, right. uh, you know, lengthy uh, journey. I also like the fact that it's on small stone and they've been great to us in our short time on this podcast, and, and I have long admired that label. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm happy to go with that. Bit of pale grey law. Psychedelic yeah. boom. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go with pale grey law and then straight into Gojira uh, in a few weeks once we get through that, assuming there's no Atomic Bitchwax album in the meantime to, to go back to. Right. Circle back to. Yeah. But we can always. We'll, we'll just file these. You know, if that comes out, then we'll do that one as well. And um, file them all together. So, yeah, a bit of doom. I'm, I, I like doom. So we've gone stone of rock and now we're going doom, psychedelic doom. And then we'll... Psychedelic doom from Ohio. Yeah, from Columbus, was it? Uh, I don't remember. And then we'll loop back and do some thrashy death. And after that, who knows, maybe some Motown meets black metal. <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll have to replenish that list. Yeah. All right. All right. That gets us through. Oh, look, we've got a bit to listen to. Pale Grey Law from Small Stone. Um, so I'll be downloading from Bandcamp. I might get them to send a CD or something to your address uh, in the States while I do that. See what they've got. All right. Well, let me, yeah, let me know what you want to do about that because I can, we'll, we'll yeah. have that conversation. Okay, pale grey law. All right, I'm excited. This is great. I'm looking forward to some psychedelic. I'm, I'm absolutely ready to do this. Yeah. All right, and I'm <laughs> nice to know that I don't have to think about what band to choose now. I was really quite, <laughs> really quite stressed by it. I'm uh, no, I'm re I'm ready to jump into this, but I'll, I'll still look for that Big L live yeah. at the Apollo. Yeah, see if you can find Big L and. Um, yeah, we'll get this show posted and we'll get listening. Uh, now, listeners, um, if you didn't join us for the Atomic Bitchwax, you still can. They're still there so and they're always going to be there. So go check them out on our website, uh, unshuffledpod.com. Contact us via Twitter at unshuffledpod or send us an email um, at unshuffled. No, what is it? Unshuffledpod at gmail.com. Yeah, so contact us and join us on the journey, the two-album journey into the psychedelic doom of pale grey law. You can go out and grab your copy now from Small Stone, download it from Bandcamp, pay the money, uh, get yourself the physical version of it if you can. And you, you know, I think there's something to be said for that. And hopefully, there's some vinyl there for you, Scotty. I know. I'm going to look. There should be. There usually is with Small Stone. Yeah, They're pretty good. Yeah, pretty yeah. good with the vinyl. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm still waiting on my uh, my Gravitron. Yeah. Oh. It's it's on its way. Sure. No Let's doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, this is exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Thank you, listener, for joining us as we went through this. This is an exercise you can do yourself, you can do with a friend, or you can just come on the journey with us and treat us as your friends for the next two albums at least along the way. All right. Thank you, Matt. Thank, Thank you, you Scott. everybody. Hello, Virginia, and yeah. uh, thank yeah. you out there. Stay safe, everyone. Focus on the uh, missions into space rather than the trouble on Earth. <sighs> and um, listen with us. Join us on our journey. 
as we continue the musical intentionality. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.